Well, what else has been going on? Any <laughs> any uh, uh, monarchical coup d'etats? Uh, <laughs> And hearing well, about uh, anything like that, or <laughs> well, 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 we got two uh, political developments, I guess. Uh, uh, two returns, I guess. We had our boy uh, uh, Raphael Warnock. Uh, Raphael came Warlock. Back. War- Warlock. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 there's a sports talk radio show. Let's tell the conservative like station every morning, but like sometimes I forget to like cut it off. Uh, After that, so I'll just be like driving down the road, and I'll just hear like you hear the most batshit stuff <laughs> on that. And somebody had pointed that out the other night, like on it. It wasn't coast to coast, but it was one of those like kind of coast to coast like programs. But they yeah, were like, yeah. like Warnock is like suspiciously close to Warlock, and like they were trying to like make this like <laughs> oh, like he was like uh, he was like a uh, uh, like embedded with the devil type of shit. Like, yeah, he was like, like a Satanist yeah, like or some shit. Was, like like a crypto occultist or something. I forget. <laughs> It was like I was like, man, there's no, there's no frontiers these people won't try to get to for their own. No, nah, man, especially <laughs> given, especially given the dude is like a pastor, a or a pastor, or whatever, a minister, <laughs> yeah. man. Yeah. But uh, but what else, man? You sent me, uh, you alerted me to the fact that uh, what's his name, man? Prince what out of Germany? Oh, what was it? I didn't even know they still had a monarchy, dog. Prince, I forget. Maybe it was. Prince Wilhelm was probably like something. That. It was either Wilhelm or Heinrich. There's only like two German names. <laughs> yeah, German Prince Heinrich the Eighth, Rus of Rus of Garris, was uh, arrested this morning, suspected of planning a coup in Germany with at least 24 other people. Says the plan was to attack the German Parliament in Berlin and insert the prince as new head of state, king slash emperor of Germany. Wow. Yeah, what what do you think about that, man? Because like I know that uh, we're living in an age of uh, not just the e crisis, but like I mean the e crisis is part of it, like futurelessness. So everybody's trying to do the return shit, you know? Yeah. So like I mean I can't blame the dude for maybe you know what to like uh, snatch back some former glory, you know? Uh, here's where I land on it. Where where was this energy at from say oh I don't know 1918 to 1945? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I mean, that's when you could have did some lesser evilism, you know, and let there be a. It got away with it. Yeah, it get away with that shit. But apparently, he's a. Uh, somebody say he's a descendant of the Kaiser. Man, I have. Here's the thing about European monarchy: I don't get. Like they're all related to each other. Yes. Regardless of country, like the English royals are related to the English royals, are related to the Spanish royals, are related to the Dutch, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Let's watch repeat. Very cursed system. I mean, bro, it's like the worst like uh, Thanksgiving argument or fight you've ever seen for centuries, you know? Yeah, dude. You imagine like you're sitting there at a, a, a table and everybody's eating drumsticks and drinking from a chalice, you know? <laughs> drinking mead? Yeah, drinking mead. And, and what's the other one? Uh, I, I don't know. Uh, like mead and then there's like, what's the, one, the other one people drink all the time? It's weird like that. Oh uh, no! It was like barley or some shit like that. Yeah, all know. of everybody at this table is horribly disfigured from generations of inbreeding. You know what I mean? It's just just riddled with syphilis too. Well, I, here's the thing that always gets me mad about it. Right? It's like everybody like makes fun of like hillbillies being inbred, and like that's the joke, mm-hmm. right? It's like oh, you fuck yeah. your cousins or whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like if you grew up in the '90s, the two biggest sex symbols of the '90s were Prince William and Prince Harry. Both of which are the products of 
generations of inbreeding. <laughs> you know what I mean? Generations of inbreeding that launched empires, man. Yeah, know? did all kinds of unspeakable horror in the world. You know, so uh, oh God, just think man. about that next time you take a, you know, you punch down at the. <laughs> he punched out at the at the southern uh, at the hillbilly. The hillbilly. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah. I don't know, man. I just when I saw that, it just uh, I mean, what a way to go out, you know? Because it's at the end of the year, and like the Prince of Germany trying to start a coup to reinstate. I mean, what, what would the United States even do in that situation? I, I feel like know, most people so just let it rock, holy... you know? <laughs> well, I mean, you start like, <laughs> yeah, that's the one thing you could do is just let him get mobbed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, just let the military ass. just take them out. But like, yeah. you know, yeah, I don't know what you do with that about that. Like, I'm sure if you're like some needle dick sitting at the Pentagon, you didn't have that on your bingo card. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Well, that's, a, I don't know, man. that's a curveball. And they said like he had like, what did they, what did they say his numbers were? Wait, wait, the like number number people he had. Three, yeah, three thousand people or three thousand guns ready to ride for him. With twenty four people, god damn, dude. Twenty four. They were going to overthrow. German he said, well, Parliament. He's, yeah, well, he was planning with at least twenty four people. That's what I should say. It wasn't the twenty four people that were going to pick up arms. But I mean, who's going to pick up arms though? Okay, what do you do in that situation? You cart him off to jail. I mean, theoretically, like, theoretically. I mean, is this man going to get in court and try to like? Plead some divine right of kings bullshit, <laughs> like some three hundred year old like law some shit like that. Yeah, like what happens if the queen like pulls off January sixth? You know what I mean? Oh some shit, shit like man. that. Because this is kind of well, a little bit what it was. You know what I mean? Well, I mean that's like that's like that would be like moving out of your old house. And then you go back and like, you know what I'm saying? And you try to like rob it or some shit like that. You know what I mean? That's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, essentially what she's trying to do. She's like, nah, I'm gonna get back in there. Oh my god. Oh god, man. Well, yeah, man. I don't get it. I don't get monarchies. I mean, I guess in the United States we have our own monarchy, right? Yeah. I mean, not really, not literally, but like aesthetically, you know, in the way that people look at like, you know, politics or celebrities, I guess even better example. It's true it's like uh yeah we're we can grandstand all we want about king heinrich ferdinand the seventh of prussia or whatever here but <laughs> but really and truly we have the same thing it's like and it's also too like man it's it just feels like i don't know if you've been keeping up with this much any but like like you know the story about like how aoc was like it came out she was like taking amtrak money yeah. And then wait, wait, hold up. Wait, wait. She was taking Amtrak money. Yeah, she took like I forget what it was like twenty thousand dollars in like money from Amtrak or something like that. Like pilfered like the 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 public coffers from Amtrak. Well, I guess I don't know if it was like they contributed to a reelection or whatever it was. Okay, she took this like Amtrak money, and then like obviously you know famously she kind of turned coded the rail workers and all this stuff. Yeah, and it's like. I, you know, I mentioned this to Terrence like on the last show, but it's like it's just an amazing thing to me in all this calculus is like these people can't even get a very niche subset of workers seven days of paid sick leave. Absolutely. And yet we're supposed to be excited about Warnock. We're supposed to be excited about I don't know if Warnock considers himself part of the squad or not. I don't. Nah, nah but he is supposed to be like the squad adjacent. one. <laughs> 
Yeah, squad adjacent. Yeah, he's like looking. He's like looking inside of the squad hangout. You know, like on the outside with his hands on the window, looking in. You know what I mean? Sickos <laughs> <laughs> t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, dog. It made me think about like because I voted yesterday, man. And I mean, my mom came back, so she honestly, I wasn't gonna go vote, dog. But she came back and dragged me to the polls because she was. So excited that she came back from Ethiopia and uh, came back the day before the runoff so she could vote. Right. right. And drags me to the polls, dog. And I'm like pissed. I'm like a little bit like hungover and shit. And when we get there, we got to show our ID. And yo, that pisses me off because in New York, you didn't need to show your ID, you know? Yeah. You, you just you, 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 like they ask you to, but I don't think it's the law. Yeah. So you don't so you don't have to. Well, I, I'm not sure. I, I've, I've, it may, they may have changed that at some juncture, but I think I remember just saying, hearing that like you didn't have to. Yeah, yeah. They ask you for it anyway. I don't know. Well, hey, down here you have because I went there before when I first moved down here, and I didn't have my ID and I had to go back home and get it. But like, what I'm saying is like I go there and vote, man, and like I just have this bad taste take in my one mouth. Look at you, and they say, "Well, actually, Mister Thorpe." We have a couple of missions that you have to complete before we let you vote. <laughs> before we let you vote? You gotta go to East Egg Hunt or some shit? Yeah, I need you <laughs> Yeah, I need you to go to Little Five Points to get me a bag of jelly beans. All butterscotch flavored. <laughs> need to get need hop to... back to your polling station in Lithonia on one leg. We need we need you to find the roundest, most beautiful peach in all of Georgia <laughs> and bring it back and then you can vote. Yeah, <laughs> and, then, and then you can vote. Yeah. Nah, man, it's like it's like just going in there and thinking like, as you said, yo, you had this 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 so-called squad, these democratic socialists, whatever they call themselves, and the subset this, and they couldn't even help this small subset of people. And then like, what pisses me off, man, are the excuses, you know, that people make excuses for them. I'm like, dog, they're Democrats. You don't have to make any excuses besides like, yeah, that that's just what it is, man. Well, you don't have to be like any some some sort of high level politics genius to see that AOC sort of making her matriculation into like a more mainstream probably mm. more palatable for the average democrat type candidate yeah. you know what i mean like that's and that's like that's her ambition is nothing that uh, should be lost on us i mean i can remember going and watching this uh green new deal movie that like interviewed like these kids from all over the country about like mm. you know what they see their future being all this stuff and they had like aoc do a, a voiceover on it and like it was like you know she was like sort of looking out to the future and one of the things she said was like being the first like i forget what it was uh mm -hmm. president of the united states i don't think it was woman president because i think hillary was still kind of in the mix there. yeah 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 so even like, even in her even in her imagination of a better world hillary still becomes no, no, president she, her herself alc becomes president because president, okay, I know what yeah. you're talking about. It was a, it was a, it was a Green New Deal type of video thing that they I think had it did might about like a sunrise movement video. Yes, possibly. I think it was yes. something they put out. But she's in it, like, like so. Her ambition has always been there, right? Like she yeah. wanted, wants to become president of the United States, which is you know whatever. But like, you know, at a certain point, we had to probably figure that like the fix was going to be in, and she was going to have to do her like quasi hill yeah. turn you know what i mean yeah yeah she was gonna have to she was gonna have to kiss the ring and pay fealty right to the to right. the godfather nancy pelosi yeah that's right that's yeah right. joe biden man so, God, so it seems man. like rashid is the only solid one i can even Ilya kind of screwed the pooch yeah. on this one right 
Yeah, man, Ilhan too. I mean, like uh, Rashida has always been the only cool one in my opinion, man. Maybe just something about being from what Detroit or well, Michigan. Part of it is she's never gonna be in danger of losing that seat. Like she'll be oh, there nah. as long as she wants to be there. Oh, know? she can reign. She can reign for like a thousand years if she wanted to in that seat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No question about. It. So I, I feel like it's probably like grading her on a curve a little bit because she doesn't have to worry about re-election ever you know yeah I mean? yeah she's like i'm gonna vote however i want because like i'm still getting re-elected right so she could just kind of you know let her metaphorical nuts hang when she wants to you know what i mean but like, mm -hmm. the others i feel like are kind of in that plan not to lose kind of shit yeah and that just makes you it makes you make all kinds of political errors it makes you a little too conservative yeah man I mean, I saw the I saw Jamel Jamal Bowman. I hate that motherfucker, man. <laughs> it's like, like he's the coolest. Did you see that dialogue post that he had? Oh, where he was like publicly thirsting, <laughs> publicly thirsting, and then had the nerve to be like, "Oh, everybody!" Like basically, everyone said, "Yo, you're thirsty as fuck." He was like, "Oh, I just can't appreciate like dialogue or some shit." I'm like, bro, come on, to it. come on, you know, you can't you can't apologize and concede, dog. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you just keep it going, bro. <laughs> but I'd be like, he, he, uh, I just like just an example of like how removed and detached these people are from regular people. Like, I know you are on Twitter, man, you know, using Twitter as like a, a means to speak personally, uh, to, uh, not just your constituents, but like masses of people. I get it. But he made this Twitter thread about how, why they voted the way they did with the railroad thing. And it's like, dog, who's reading this, bro? Like, Forget the fact that most people are not even on Twitter, but even the people that you want to try to speak to, their minds are already made up. You know what I mean? Yeah. From well, the minute this, that you made that vote. This is also kind of one of those zero sum things. It's like you're either with it or you're not. You know, there's no mm -hmm. like no matter how much magical nuance they try to paint there. It's like, do you support the workers or you not? And this is not this is not like a massive ask either. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's and, and, you know, in some ways, it's even more egregious. I mean, I've, heard, I've saw a lot of people sort of compare like what Biden's done here with what Reagan did in the 80s with air traffic controllers mm. who were federal employees, right? Mm -hmm. So like mm -hmm. Biden is like actively inserting himself in like, you know, a privately traded kind of thing, mm. which is even worse, you know, yeah. in some ways. It's like he's actually going the extra mile to like yeah. bust up any extra strike. Whereas like Reagan, it's like for better or worse, you know what I mean? It's like, and obviously it's worse, but like the president has like control over federal work. Exactly. Federal employees. You know, We're know. talking about private. Yo, you're so right, man. Cause like he keeps calling himself the bet, the most pro labor president, which is like an oxymoron. But even that being said is like the best pro, you can say best pro labor presidents like FDR. It was like a hands-off approach oftentimes. You know what I mean? Like they just let workers and capital like kind of like you know what I'm saying, like kind of tough it out. But this situation, you're right. Like he intervened in a situation where it's like, dog, you could just... for capital, <laughs> yeah. yeah, for capital, like dog. over overextended his like reach to intervene for capital. It's like he's militantly anti life. <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh my god, man! I don't know. That shit is just crazy, man. I like uh, just saw like I was watching the news and saw them like talking about averted a strike, you know, and this implication that it's like the onus is on the workers. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, little Jimmy is not going to get his Christmas presents, you know, because like fucking Joe over there, you know what I mean? The scraggly <laughs> fucking railroad worker, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he wants too many sick days. I don't know, man. Uh, 
a friend of mine from California had sent me this article and it was like uh Biden signs legislation to prevent railroad strike. I was like, yeah, that's one way to look at it. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, one way know, to look at it. You know, like he was like doing this great, de- like this great compromising job. The way it reads, like he did this great compromising job and made all parties happy and not union busted, you know? <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Like like he was like, uh, what is it, man? Like uh, King Solomon, I guess, yo, when uh, these two people came to him with a child. And said, we both have ownership over this child. He's like, all right, just cut that shit in half and gave them both half. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's what they think Joe Biden did, man. My favorite favorite characterization of Solomon in the Bible is that uh, King Solomon had a weakness for strange women. (laughs) Yeah. What what, what, do you mean strange? Who among us, brother? (laughs) (laughs) Like crazy Feb Fatals? Yeah, who among us, brother? (laughs) Who among us, man? Oh, Oh, shit. my brother, we we got a we got a good show today. Uh, we're gonna send it over to our interview we did with Mr. Jack Wagner of uh, Yeah, but still Pod Fame, and also the new uh, pod he's got out called Other World that me and Terrence got to chat him up a little bit about. But uh, yeah, before we send it over there, we 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 what you got for you got anything else for the people out there? Shit, man. Uh. Shit, I do got something else I kind of want to plug, if that's okay. Uh, I keep forgetting to do it, but uh, I do another podcast, Everybody Loves Communism, with uh, Jamie Peck and my friend Jorge Rocha. And uh, people should check that shit out, man. We actually did, we talked a little bit about it, but we actually uh, talked to Max Alvarez and Mel Buer about the railroad strike for like two and a half hours last night, man. And like, look, every time I say like, hey, we're only going to do an hour, you know? You know, it's always ends up being like a two hour long conversation where I'm like sweating throughout that shit. My glass of water is <laughs> empty. Like, I feel like, yo, I need a catheter on me. Gotta sit but, there uh, and like unfog your glasses and stuff. I'm my glass sweating. Yeah. But nah, it was a it was a really good episode, man. And um, very angering and uh, a bit inspiring. So uh, people check out that podcast. That episode should be out probably next week or some shit. But uh, yeah, everybody loves comedy. Check it out. Hell yeah. Check, out. check that out. And yeah, let's get to the interview. All right. Boom, boom. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're about to enter um, a world of no clear purpose. Get ready. No, for- I mean I'm used to it. So <laughs> uh, that's like what I'm used to. So don't worry. You know, Jack, I was just listening to your show, Other World, which is what we're going to be talking about a little bit today. Yes. And I was just listening to an episode set in Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And. Once again, before we get get too far down the road, 
I'm always the guy that I don't like to get far far down any road. I like to take my time. <laughs> uh, th- have y'all seen these stories about there's a, a volcano currently erupting in Hawaii, right? And there's like liver or livers, rivers of lava. You're <laughs> <laughs> thinking about liver king I again. I was thinking about the liver king. Uh, but there's also this phenomenon right now called VOG. Have y'all heard of this? No. VOG, huh? Yeah. It's basically... I don't know. I don't know if it's like... Sounds like the singer of a Swedish death metal band. (laughs) Yeah, it's like an indecipherable spelling of the name. Yeah, he burned a church in 1996, and he's... It's a form of air pollution that results when sulfur dioxide and other gases and particles emitted by an erupting volcano react with oxygen and moisture in the presence of sunlight. And so... Hmm. It's ca- It's basically like, I guess it's kind of like you're inhaling fire. I don't know. Oh, how- it's terrible. Yeah. That's what's awful. that? What's that? No, I've doing? not heard of that though. What's that doing, like, uh, to your lungs and shit? Is that? Is it a bad thing? Is it? Is it like smog but volcano? So vog. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Okay. I, I think it. it's probably good for your lungs because, um, like, if I have this correct. Uh, carbon sulfur is good for your lungs, right? You want to breathe as much. <laughs> <laughs> that, sounds, that sounds right. I don't know. Why don't you give it a shot and let me know how it goes? <laughs> Report back. That 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 Hawaii story is crazy too. I'm hoping to get more from Hawaii eventually. Yeah, it was it was like a uh, it's like a it's almost like a Twin Peaks thing. It's like he entered some sort of other. It's like a room. It's like a realm. I don't we I still don't know um what happened to him like not saying that to try to be dramatic or something but um that's like one of these only one of the only episodes where like I don't even really have a guess as to what happened to him mm. like I don't even have like a hunch um I mean I kind of have like a, the vaguest hunch of like what type of thing happened to him but he kind of yeah he like kind of disappeared and um or just like kind of like jumped to a different area in time. So let's tee th- let's tee this up. I guess for those that don't know, uh, Mr. Jack Wagner's our guest today. He is uh, the co-host of the Great Yeah, but still, which was I guess my first exposure to y'all. What I think was probably one of y'all's Halloween episodes from a few years ago. I think the first, very first one you and Brandon did. I think back in the day. To be very clear, just me. Well, you, yeah, you know, but yeah. Brandon is not spooky. Yeah, yeah, I, that's not me taking the credit, <laughs> but it is. It what was always a rogue venture on my part, which is kind of funny that it came to this because, like, I remember five years ago in the first year of doing Yeah But Still, which is a comedy podcast, like saying to him at the end of an episode, like, "Oh, Halloween's coming up. Like, should we do something?" And we were like, kind of think of ideas. I'm like. Maybe I'll try to find somebody that has a ghost story. And so I did a post and got so many replies. But I remember just being like, dude, I'm going to do this thing. Basically, don't worry about it. I could, I'll do the Halloween week. I got it. And he was like, oh, awesome. Okay. And I, um, it's just funny because like the rest is history. Like, I've, I haven't stopped. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was kind of, I think Terrence is my brand. And I think he, whenever I've dabbled in the spooky stuff, He's just like, 
Oh uh, yeah, for sure, man. <laughs> okay, yeah, because you have your own spooky. Po- That's you who have the spooky podcast. Yeah, uh, it's we're kind of rebooting under something else after. Okay. Some other things we're trying to figure out Secrets? how to kind of. No, I mean no great secret to it. I think kind of. Well, I mean again to also set this up. Jack is also the host of Otherworld, which if you're not familiar with it by now, you should be. And I guess Jack, you describe it as sort of uh yeah this american life but for 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 scary stories and yeah that's kind of and it's kind of almost like the goal to eventually to get there because uh right now it's just me but i think eventually i would love it to be more of like a team interviewing these people but it's all first i think what separates me is it's all f- first-hand encounters um i'm not like i think a lot of paranormal podcasts are like reddit stories or people reading stuff or just kind of like talking about concepts you know like lore Mm. and things like that but i only interview people that had something happen to them and um i'm gonna try to keep it that way i think it's like a good way to sort of ground it because with like skepticism i i don't want to ramble too much and go too deep but you know there's a lot of skeptics out there and you know it's very easy to write stuff off say you don't believe in it but it's different when it's somebody that definitely had something happen to them you know that they believe so that's something that's harder to take away it's like and i think some people are still kind of struggling with that and i'm sort of still figuring out how to approach like neil degrasse tyson types in my comments or whatever but like because <laughs> i you know i bl- I don't put anybody on there that I don't like believe obviously. Um, and that's not the right word. Like I would not, whether or not I believe them is like completely besides the point. Right. Like it's, it's not none of my concern. The, the concern is if I think they're lying to me, like I would never put anybody on that. I think is lying. I, my concern is if they believe it, right. Right. If they believe this is what happened to them because I'm not them. Like I wasn't there. So if they believe it is all that matters to me, um, I would never put anybody on that's lying or telling a tall tale. Like I could tell generally with that, um, that is different. So if the person is sincere, that's the only thing that matters. And also I, if, if I think that there's an explanation for what happened to them, I obviously wouldn't put them on either. Like if they're telling me like, Oh, I had black mold, like whatever, (laughs) like, you know, Right, or right, if I yeah. suspect there's an explanation, I wouldn't put that on either. But it's just um, not to go too deep right off the bat. But it's just it's interesting. I, I've I think there's like still some listeners that don't quite know how to properly look at things like this. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally, totally. Well, something me and Terrence have talked about even fairly recently on the show when we kind of delve into a little bit of this thing is the idea of like you know if if even if there's not some sort of spiritual cosmic force behind something right like mm-hmm. human beings can still like imbue something with their own meaning and then it kind of takes a life of its own from there like you seem to i mean just from like listening to this you seem to have had some experiences of your own that kind of preempted a lot of this right like yeah, that you little, that you might bit. not might not have been able to make total sense of a little bit. Would you talk about that a little bit? 
like my first foray into this was like I was trying to do a documentary about a haunted theater when I was a kid. The, dude, the theater owner like talks to the ghosts. Like it's a very it's a very old theater, and he like has a relationship with them. It was weird. It was weird for a fifteen year old. Um, but he was like, "Do you guys want to try to see him? Like I'll put you in the theater and like close the doors and stuff." So we did that, and I remember thinking that I saw something. It does, it's kind of besides the point if I did I, I I even thought I got something on camera it was like high eight so it was blurry anyway but either way I got really spooked by that and um a weird thing was that when I tried to like export that footage it would always my computer would always crash and it would um if I took out that specific clip it would work fine so that kind of spooked me like as a kid but so I kind of put it aside and then my mom many years later my mom after my parents were divorced like moved to florida and she one of the places she lived in was haunted we learned i mean pretty simple like i would hear somebody in the kitchen at night i found out that we were all hearing somebody in the kitchen at night um and i think we all assumed it was the other person until we finally talked about it but i would hear somebody in there like making food every single night pretty much but i think i was mostly just distracted by how much i hated my stepdad <laughs> Not by the way, not stepdad. It was um, like her long-term boyfriend. I just don't. What do you call right. that? Yeah, it's like like a guy you can't get rid of. Basically, common law married <laughs> by this yeah. point. Yeah, and yeah. we I did get rid of him, but it took a long time. Well, that that kind of was worse than a ghost. And that kind of seems to be a theme in all these, though. Like when these things show up, there happen. There's like this sort of personal turmoil that's happening in somebody's life. Usually, in the moment if there are skeptics listening to me like oh it was probably one of his family members or whatever it really wasn't and in the moment like i really wasn't hearing things like the craziest thing about that is in hearing in the kitchen it's right outside my room first of all and i'm hearing like very specific things going down you know if if you've ever like overheard a kitchen where you like hear somebody go in you can hear what they're doing you know your own kitchen right like, you know, the sounds of your home. So I would hear like I knew exactly what the person was eating. They are opening the Costco hummus from the fridge. They are doing that. Then they would go like open the cookies. Like obviously not cook- BDS. Co- they were not following. Right? BDS. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <this is. laughs> well, the cookies like, you know, cookie containers are so loud. I remember them like ripping open a cookie container and like opening the drawer, getting forks, things like that. I was hearing very specific things going on in there. It was not random air conditioner noises or whatever, but it was weird because it was so specific and I still don't really know what to make of that, but that kind of made me interested. And then I think having access to the stories, I mean, I've always liked these stories, but to me, it's just the type of thing that I I think so many of these are, are incredible stories that just get written off because of uh the nature of what they're about you know or they're treated as completely absurd but to me they're they're very interesting serious stories and i just i just try to treat them like any other story because to me they are you know yeah um they're just harder to fact check sometimes (laughs) that's that's the that's the tricky part i want to go back to something you said a minute ago about the neil degrasse tyson skeptics in the comments like to me, something that's interesting, and this is what had me thinking about it. Yesterday, I was—I just moved to a different state, and I had to get insurance set up through my car. 
and they were like, would you be interested in purchasing our good driver discount program? You get like a, a reduction on your premium, blah, 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 if you're a good driver and all this. And I was like, okay, I mean, maybe, like, tell me more. And they were like, well, what we'll do is we send you something in the mail, a device, like an amulet, if you will, and you put it in your car and it records and surveils every single thing you do, like how fast you drive, if you ever drive over the speed limit, how sharp you take corners, if you bu- buckle your seatbelt and all this. And like more and more, that is the reality that we live in, right? Like every single thing you do is surveilled by machines, by like disembodied objects in our immediate environment. And it's very fascinating to me that you have the Neil deGrasse Tyson people who like get very like stuffy and well actually about this stuff when the very kind of like STEM science that they love so much and you know use as evidence that there is nothing metaphysical aims to basically recreate all of the same metaphysical patterns and um you know and and uh interactions experiences of like five or six hundred years ago like constantly being with something that is surveilling you at all times maybe uh having like another consciousness in a room with you that is not human it's just like it's yeah that's very interesting i've never thought of it that way it's yeah it's a very strange thing to me where like science now applied science is mostly aiming towards re towards trying to recreate many you even see this with like I guess you saw it with like when they were trying remote viewing and shit in like the 80s and 90s. But the way that they're trying to like download consciousness on hard drives and shit like that, it is this very sh- like, what is that? Is that not a ghost? Is that not? I mean, it's not human. So it's like it, it just feels like they're trying to recreate a lot of the same magical claims as five or six hundred years ago. But they're calling it. Like, they're now like sort of condescending about. Yes, exactly. It's like it's the rationalist, uh, well, you know, empirical this that, and the other. So to me, like I actually think that one day science will catch up with this, and there will be like a merge that happens. You know, where we have this understanding of all of this stuff. Um, and I actually think that um, the most educated people in various scientific fields are open to this because I think eventually depending on your area of study, like you eventually hit a wall uh, in your research and depending on what it is, but a lot of times people hit a wall and that wall is sort of like, okay, well, I have a hunch this is what's going on, but the only way to explain that is if there's something that Mm -hmm. I would normally consider supernatural. And so I've talked to a lot of people that are sort of open to that, but it's kind of limited into... Um, just kind of like fun speculation, you know, I mean, I, at this point, I think it's very funny, like to people that like completely write off any of this stuff. Yeah. Even the, even just like the possibility of it to completely write off all of it is absurd because it's <laughs> completely, all of it's different, you know, um, to write up to completely write off anything is kind of funny. Yeah. Especially after what we all just lived through the past three years. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Like, really, you think that you have it all figured out? And honestly, I think um, I think that type of person now, it comes from, like, a different place. I think that there was this... 
oh, like the 2006 era, like Bill Maher, yeah, religious Reddit r slash atheism. Um, God, gods for dummies. Yeah, time. like yeah. that stuff. And I, I can't, you know, I, I definitely understand how that happened, especially with like all the stuff that was going on with the Catholic Church, Westboro Baptist Church. Like it was at the time that it made sense for that pushback. And I'm not just talking about religion, but it was this sort of thing where it's like, oh, if you believe in anything sort of outside of the realm of, you know, something that can be observed uh, and studied by current science, I don't really know how to categorize it, but it, basically you're an idiot if you are open to thinking about these things or thinking that it could possibly happen, which is funny because like there's so much that people think that science has figured out, but they really don't like <laughs> they just named it. That's yeah. something that I've found a lot is that like a lot of people are like, oh, well, you know, you're not like that's not happening to you. It's just this. Well, and it's like, well, what's that? Yeah. Like, like sleep, sleep paralysis. Sleep, I, yeah. Sleep paralysis. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, you didn't see that at sleep paralysis. By the way, I do think that a lot of, a lot of sleep related paranormal phenomenon, like is just weird dreaming or whatever. And right. I'm, but what are I'm dreams? Like, we really, we don't know what I dreams know are actually. <laughs> like, I did have, but I, that kind of gave me a moment where like somebody was like, oh, well that's just sleep paralysis. It's like, okay, well what's sleep paralysis? Right, like, right. We don't know. Well, we don't know. Well, it is this. Like, okay, well you just name, like all you did was yeah. name it. That doesn't mean you figured it out. Like you don't, they still haven't figured it out. By the way, they do have some interesting theories about sleep paralysis. So as if they do figure it out, that's awesome. But like, there's a lot of things that it's, it's as much of a leap to just believe in a name and write something off based on it than to believe in a ghost, you know, like I think people toss around black mold a ton and like, <laughs> dude, it's <laughs> the last three months have changed me in terms of like hating on the skeptic people, but it's so fun. Like, I do with black mold. It's just so funny when like people will hear a story where it's like, oh yeah, like my, like a plate got lifted off, off my kitchen table and thrown across the room and shattered like my window. And they're like, oh, black mold, black mold, black, <laughs> black mold. Or carbon monoxide poison is another one. Carbon monoxide, yeah. Carbon monoxide like made something float in my house and break. <laughs> well, and there's evidence of okay. it. Okay, <laughs> there's a, this is an interesting thing because this is an example I brought up with Tom the other day. There was this viral video going around like a week or two ago of like these cattle in <laughs> Siberia. Oh that, yeah, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, and and like the you know the, there's probably an explanation for that. There is an explanation. I thought it was cool. Yeah. There is an explanation. It's they have listeria, so they have listeriosis. It's a bacteria it gets yeah. in their brain. It paralyzes half their body. But what I find interesting about that is the fact that they per, they reproduce in their actions under the influence of this bacteria. This symbolically profound in like powerful shape like the circle yeah. the perfect circle like how do you i mean like that that to me like okay you could say okay sheep follow each other there there is the rational explanation but that still doesn't really get to me to get to like to explain like what is a circle how do we understand shapes like i mean i guess th then you're getting into like the platonic you know, you're getting into like forms you get into and like really but... deep, like ancient aliens type stuff. But like, and like also just like these, you know, 
perfect shapes existing in nature. Exist, you know? yeah, yeah. Per- shapes, even and like, like shells, like the way shells form. But exactly, like spirals and everything. Yeah, it's. it's uh, I, um, I am interested in that, even with the sleep paralysis thing, like the universality of certain experiences, like the Hat Man episodes that yeah. you bring up, like and the insanity that, like, okay, it's one thing to take a, a ridiculous amount of Benadryl and see this figure. But yeah. why does everybody have like a similar account of it? Hell, I remember on Halloween. Dude, there are so many, it's crazy. I was even listening to uh, uh, Ghetto Boys, Mind Playing Tricks on me, came on the radio. It's got a Hat Man reference in there. <laughs> it's like, really? Every, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's That's, got it. There's so many. Um, and there's a bunch of different other things connected to Hat But like, dude, after that, those episodes came out, like, I was getting flooded. Um, people I knew as well. Like, I. I was not even reading the emails like people I knew texting me seeing they've seen it but and it's you know it's cross cultures but I do think that like the Benadryl thing is something else I think the Benadryl thing is something else <laughs> meth heads see shadow figures too and then also Ambien. I've taken plenty of Ambien you see some crazy shit <laughs> I'm sure you see some crazy stuff and then also um, with the hat man like quite a few people that I knew have told me stories that didn't line up with like a classic Catman thing but it just sounded like a ghost that was wearing a hat and just kind of made me realize well pretty much up until world war ii every man would wear a hat it was you know for a long period of time it was just the cultural norm to wear a hat like after that people took them off you know and they started wearing t-shirts and stuff like that so you know if you have to think that like most if you believe in ghosts as like the apparition of a dead person, um, then a lot of them might just be wearing hats. <laughs> I don't know, you know, they have swag. Like chances are, yeah. I mean, chances are they're wearing just like grandpa might be coming into your room wearing a hat. Yeah, I mean, like um, I, I'm, I'm probably what you would describe as a skeptic in the sense that I have never had an experience like this. Well. After I stopped believing in God, when I believed mm-hmm. in God, I felt like I did have experiences like this. And when I stopped, then I stopped. But I, at the same time, I think that in and of itself is a very interesting thing that you can, I mean, you can, the, the mind can be a very suggestible thing, right? That's not to say that the experiences themselves are not real. There, It's just that there are things that are happening with the mind that we don't understand, but what drives me crazy is the arrogance in the assumption that we do know. Like, we, we are yeah. at a moment where it, it's kind of like this sort of teleological thing that, like, everybody assumes that we have, compl- because we've mapped the brain out and we've, we've understood, like, all of its sort of neurological components and everything, that we finally know what it is and what it's doing. They but totally like, don't have it mapped out, though. That's a funny thing, too. Like, <laughs> right, right, but, right. Yeah, but, but, like, you'll read something like that, and then 20 years, it's like, actually, we don't know what, if SSRIs even Oh, work. no, I mean, <laughs> they know? still don't know. Wait, dude, they don't even know how Tylenol works. <laughs> yeah, like, so much They don't know science. why it works. They don't know Honestly, why it works. Look, Which is, like, I'm not anti-science, but it's, like, people... It's interesting. They stopped... I, I think, if I'm tying it back to the, the Bill Maher stuff... We've always worshipped something, and I think, like, at that point, it turned into a worship of, like, institutions and science. Is what We just kind of pivoted to, like, this worship of... And you kind of... I mean, you guys are sort of a leftist podcast, but 
like normally, right? Or aside from chit chatting, so we could get a little political, but <laughs> but I mean, I'm sure you remember that shift kind of where it was like this Neil deGrasse Tyson mode, and then Obama came around, and there was like this kind of like worship uh, around him, you know. And I think a lot of people were disappointed that it, you know, a lot of the promises weren't delivered, but yeah. there was like this unification, right? So we put a lot of faith in institutions. And I think in the last couple of years, we saw how that let us down <laughs> like, yeah. on so many levels. And, um, you know, I think people are always like blindly following something. Basically, it's just like it just happened to be what they call science. And a lot of that is just a leap of faith in and of itself. It's um, there's just a lot of things we don't know. And I'm excited because. I don't know. Some of these stories to me, I feel like I'm hearing perhaps some evidence of something that maybe one day we'll understand, if that makes sense. Because yeah. I'm not, in, I'm in no way anti-science. To me, I'm kind of in the field documenting the fringe that maybe one day we will be, we will understand. Um, because there's a lot of things we don't understand. And I think that's, there's a misconception that we have everything figured out, but we totally don't. What's your what's your favorite type of story of the of the things that sh- I'm sure that like you could kind of put some of these into different buckets, but like to you the thing that like actually scares the shit out of you things that I really like a person's so confident in that it happened to them like um but they can't quite they have no explanation to what it is that is the stuff that gets me really excited like the the Hawaii thing and. Me- like like that one I like still don't know what I, I really tried to figure out an explanation for it like so many things and I just can't um but ones where I I feel like one day maybe we'll understand this like maybe one day we're gonna figure something out and be like oh that's what ha- that's what it was obviously you know that's what it gets me excited right because I see these patterns like like what something's going on to all these people <laughs> it's not like a small group dude there's so so many people have this stuff and then to hear somebody write it off it's like dude some this hap something happened to this person like it's not well so i feel <laughs> I like yeah, people like, aren't that good of actors yeah like some people too probably like 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 this kind of stuff ceased happening to them and they probably mm-hmm. don't like you said probably you're just like a little nervous about like bringing it back into after they've not like seen it in a while yeah. or whatever. The one that stayed with me that still fucks with me was Kareem and the Jen. Because I called oh, up yeah. every Muslim friend I know and was like, dog, what do you know about Jen? And then it was like, some of them were like, shh, click. <laughs> don't, don't even, we, we're not even going to go there. And then others were like, you know, there's a misconception about Jen, and there was like a more reasoned approach to it. But when Kareem says the words, they live in your house and they can see you, but you can't see them. I was like, ah. <laughs> yeah, that was it, funny. I it, mean- it reminded me, there was this woman named, named Gail that my mom was best friends with when I was a kid and lived next door to us. And she was into all the occult shit. She would, like, go to fortune tellers all the time. She, like, you know, read the tea leaves, did tarot, Ouija, all that stuff. And 
she, when we were kids, she would like gather up all the neighborhood kids and tell us these fucked up stories that would just like fuck with us all the time. And one she always told us was about a witch that lived in her house that she could see from time to time when like the power would go out or something would happen and she could see it, you know, but like, or she could smell her too. Like when she would smell like burnt hair in her house and she would be, and it, it, the gin thing kind of reminded me of that, especially because of the idea in Islam of that they're made from like fireless smoke or whatever. Yeah. It's kind of reminded me of that a little, a little bit. That is very spooky. And what's funny is that so many, dude, so many people got scared of the gin story and like, the Kareem stuff, I mean, he was really, really fucking around, wasn't he? He was doing all of the wrong things. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, it seems like that's a theme, right? Like, inviting things in. Well, and again, I don't, again, I think that that's why I drew that connection earlier. Because it's like, every time you sign up, like right now, these, mm-hmm. I, I'm sorry, I keep, I'm sorry to keep drawing these parallels and they keep bringing this up, but like, Right now, it's like you've got these Spotify festival things going on, and like I was like, okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll do that, and I like went to the website, and it's like, all right, well, we're we're gonna need all your data, and we're going to need everything about your life, and that's all right with you as long as you get your Spotify fest thing, and it's like, to me, that's kind of a, a similar thing. Like, I'm not going to invite something like this in to my life like you know it's like a spirit thing it's like don't invite them in if you don't know what kind of forces you're dealing with I haven't thought about that but the terms of service fine print is kind of a a real world parallel oh my god that's funny the terms of service fine print is the same thing for summoning spirits like read the terms of service first (laughs) well I was bringing all that up to say like with being open minded is a lot of episodes are a very serious story or like very serious like first hand encounter but then some things are just like this is really nuts and the person is funny and interesting and like I don't expect you to really like believe this but it's entertaining right and I thought that's what the Kareem episode was going to be I was like look dude this guy thinks he got jerked off by a a genie um or like what I'm like like I was not going to do it at first but when I met him in person I'm like okay now it's worth it like no matter what he tells me it's going to be funny or interesting like and i've done a couple episodes like that now where it's like like the gnomes like the gnomes like that for me and and that got a little more serious too but at first i was having those two on because it's like look i don't need you to believe in gnomes but here are two people that believe in gnomes right that's fun that's entertaining i don't need you to think that a djinn jerked this guy off but he is going through life believing this like to him this is something that happened to him and that's interesting to me you know um so i it's, i think i just brought that up to talk about like how people listen to things you know because people get so hung up um sometimes on very binary questions right and i think with like this stuff it's best to just sort of listen and you know, not be casting judgments the entire time because you're gonna have an, a very bad time. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I really went in putting Kareem on there thinking it was gonna be like a character piece, but it ended up being a very real story. Also, I mean, the the gnomes thing with Sean and Gina kind of start like the 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 sort of preamble first episode that you did. I was like, well, I mean, it's kind of interesting to learn about Romani people and all that kind of stuff and like all that kind of stuff. And then it, they were just kind of like. 
like you could tell he wanted to get at something. Like, you know what I mean? But he never really got down the road with it. And then, like, when you put out the second episode, it all made sense when, you know. <laughs> what was he? Because some people had a problem with, like, like what do you think, what parts of that um, do you feel like he didn't quite get into? I'm curious. You know, like, somebody starts telling a story and then they realize maybe the punchline wasn't as interesting. That's what I thought at first. I thought, oh, okay, well, maybe this is not really as interesting as I thought it was going to be. But really what it ended up being was he wanted to tell you more but didn't necessarily feel comfortable just yet. I Yeah, I didn't think too much of that because I knew there was a lot that, like, one, he was nervous. He thought I was crazy. Like, he was going to sound crazy. Two, there's, like, just some stuff that they can't tell me because it's like I'm not in their family like Roma secrets you know this is like handed down from generation to generation that's a funny thing I mean that was a very well received episode but there were a couple people in the comments like annoyed and I think one category of that person is like the like tarot card like enthusiast type person that wanted more like instructions you know I, I, from <laughs> from Gina the ancient who's wisdom like, who's, who's literally it's like okay these people have been persecuted for their entire existence this race of people the Ro- the romani people and like they have a oral history um that's been handed down they're probably one of the most persecuted groups of people hitler tried to exterminate them it's like they hide they pretend they're greek and it's like dude you think this person's just gonna like give out their oral tradition to random people on a podcast like yeah. <laughs> like teach you how to do it no that's all they have and i wasn't gonna ask first of all i don't really care or want to know like the intricacies of like her conversation with a demon you know like, <laughs> so i'm a little too superstitious for that but i think it was funny i i don't know i'm still kind of figuring out as i go um how to make the best possible episode but that one was interesting to me i think some people wanted more of that and i personally was not surprised that they didn't get into details of like like literally what she was saying in her own language to the demon or like how she was doing it or whatever yeah but i think like there's an expectation for that because people watch too much movies and they're on too many forums where things are taught to them like as if people have it all figured out. Like really most people don't have all of this figured out, you know, it goes both ways. It's not, you know, nobody, none of us have anything figured out really. (laughs) Well, you know, it's something that we, we kind of touch on from time to time on the show is like, even if you look at like, you know, like the men that stare at goats and the CIA's Mm -hmm. preoccupation with like, what was it? chance that they do the that you call it or remote viewing like edgar remote viewing and like how they like are obsessed with edgar casey the kentucky psychic and all this stuff it's like you know even episodes coming with that oh really Mm -hmm. oh that'd be good that'd be good yeah it's like there's there's definitely something to this and if you take the view that like you know, everything's like a government op or whatever, which is easy to do. And then like, and for good reason, you know, but like, even these people are obsessed with this stuff to some degree, you know, (laughs) very much. Absolutely. Oh man. Well guys, thanks so much for having me on. Yeah. This was fun, Jack. Thanks for coming and doing it. And I uh, I hope, I hope I didn't sound too crazy. You just caught me in a, you caught me in a time where I'm pretty deep in it. 
I've been mostly deep in it, so I'll say my my plug would be go listen to Otherworld, and maybe you'll ex- understand why. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely yeah. go check it out. There's great stuff on there, dude. Um, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I make it through and uh, don't go crazy myself. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I have faith in your mental fortitude. Okay, you can do good. it. All you right, guys, thanks so much for having me. Thanks, yeah, thanks man. We'll see you next time.